Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It's the Morning Five for Friday, October 14th. We've made it to another football Friday. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. And unfortunately, my buddy Bryce is gone and I don't have the Parian Lawyers read. So... Please go see our, our buddies of the Perry and Lawyers because they are phenomenal. If you have any issues, go see them. They're, they're, they'll take care of you. Matt, I'm, I'm joined by Matt Ridgeway, our buddy, who is also the co-host of uh, the uh, Morning Fives Track Talk. And uh, Matt, today is World Egg Day. Are you a big egg fan? I eat them because they're healthy, not because I particularly enjoy them any certain way. Okay. What, what's the uh, best way you like them? Scrambled. Uh, and I basically won't eat them any other way. <laughs> All right. It's, it's awesome. I know that's, that's kind of a chicken nuggets and fries response, <laughs> but it is what it is. It's also National Dessert Day. Are you? What's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert and I eat it once or twice a year is pecan pie. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said it that way. Because yeah. It, yeah. there has been a, a lot of debate from uh, Clay Harden and Bryce about how you say that. And I've always said pecan. It is pecan. It is not a pecan. I'm sorry. I grew up in South Georgia. It is a pecan. <laughs> You're going to piss off a lot of people first thing That's in the morning. Fine. With, with Come at, at Matt Ridgeway 13 on Twitter. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, today, uh, the Braves and Phillies uh, begin their best of three, essentially, uh, for the rest of the playoffs. Game three is this afternoon since MLB continues to hate the Braves and give the world champs who have a losing record uh, in day games, all day games for the NLDS. All of them. The rest of the the rest of the series are all day games. 437 today, 210 on Saturday, and then 437 on Sunday. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And and Bryce and I have mentioned this multiple times on this podcast, the fact that MLB hates Atlanta. And it's not just MLB, it's the NBA hates Atlanta, it's everything hates Atlanta. Yeah, and I mean I agree with you. But there's no reason you should be surprised. We knew this was coming. There's an L.A. market in the playoffs. There's a New York market in the playoffs. Only one. Hashtag these Mets. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised that the the uh, Bryce said this the other day, that Atlanta is the third biggest market left in the playoffs. That is correct. Um, so shouldn't be surprised. All day games. Luckily, Mother Nature made sure to correct that for us the other night so we gotta take but you know what if the braves are gonna win the world series we not being able to win day games is not an excuse we got to find a way to do it it is what it is we don't control the things we don't control and we got to find a way to win a ball game today this one's very important braves uh this season were five and five at citizens bank park uh in philly and Looking at the weather, it looks like we're going to get lucky. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have to dodge weather as it's supposed to be absolutely beautiful in the city of love this weekend or city of brotherly love this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's October. It should be perfect fall weather, whether you're in the north or the south. Um, like you said, a, a gift 
in the weather and now it's time to there's no excuses to be made the weather's perfect it's ready to go it's october it matters let's do this Aaron Nola is going to be on the bump uh, tonight for, or this afternoon for the Phillies. We still don't have a announced starter for the Braves, although all signs are essentially pointing to Charlie Morton. Yeah, uh, I'm curious on how you feel about this. If you're Brian Snicker, what are you doing today? If I'm Brian Snicker, I'm I'm going um, I'm going Strider in, in Game Three, Morton in Game Four. I agree with you 100. percent well, here's the thing. If Strider gets the win in game three, I'm going Strider. If Morton, if Strider gets the loss in game three, then I'm backing that up with um, X for in game four. You're going game four, Max Freed and short rest? If if we have the loss, yes. If if we lose game three, yeah, that's with what either I'm pitcher. With either Morton or Strider, if we lose today, you bring Max Freed. No, 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 no. If, okay. if, if Strider is, is the starter for game three and he gets oh, okay. loss, I'm going backing it up with Max Freed. If, so you're not touching Charlie Morton if we lose today? Correct. I can see that. That's a fair argument. Charlie has an outstanding postseason record and he's earned the right to pitch in this series. But I, facing elimination, I'm just as uncomfortable as you. Uh, and I don't mind saying that out loud. Charlie has not looked like Charlie this year. He gives up the home run ball. Citizens Bank Park is not where you want to have a problem giving up the home run ball. Um, so I, I share your concern there, Billy. All right. Uh, let's hope the Braves can, uh, because this is the last time we'll talk to you before the Braves. Uh finish the series so let's hope they bring home a win and uh, monday morning bryce and i are, are are having a happy conversation about the braves because i i do not want to have a negative conversation about the braves on, on monday morning i don't think anybody does yeah definitely not all right uh college football we're at the midway point and uh i wanted to I, we touched base on this briefly yesterday matt and i wanted to uh check in and see where where your head was on this i've got a few questions on a few teams and i wanted to see what your opinions are here uh, let's go i'm going to start this off uh what is your most overrated team i'm going to go with the clemson tigers i think i still think they are the most overrated team i don't every game that i've seen clemson play don't think they're the top they're a top five team i think they are completely overrated they're probably top 15 if you had to like you know really nail things down but top five is beyond me i completely agree with you since you stole my number one obvious pick uh i'm gonna ruffle some feathers here my most overrated team is the alabama crimson tide wow and I think, Billy, for what it's worth, I think both of our most overrated teams take the L this weekend with uh, Clemson will lose to Florida State and Alabama will lose to the Tennessee Volunteers. I love it. And and we'll talk a little bit more about the Alabama and Tennessee game a little bit later as I've got a little bit of money on softer dollars later on. All right, Matt, Matt, we'll start with you this time. What's your most underrated team? My most underrated team, and they they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think it would take complete chaos. 
Uh, my most underrated team is Texas. Uh, I really think without losing Brock Ewers, uh, they beat Alabama and probably don't lose to uh, who did they? Texas Tech, I believe, is who they took their other loss to. So they have two losses on the season, but I believe that that is a top 10 program at this moment. Um, that's that's my who I'm going with, the Texas Longhorns. I think they're really good. Yeah, you and I are very much the same person. Um, I, had Texas, I have Texas written down. It's Texas was, has been really impressive to me from the get-go. Uh, they yes. were really impressive against Alabama. Um, if not for viewers going down, and there was a few... Um, penalties that were a little bit there was. In that discipline game. is still an issue but yeah um but outside of that there was um i think texas has a has a shot to at least knock off the number one team at that point and um so i think texas is the most underrated team and they're at they're at number 22 right now i believe in the AP yeah that so. that is way too low i know they have it's just because they have two losses they are not the 22nd best team in college football i don't know think so either all right uh i've got it the next one is a team that sucks that you thought would be good and i'm gonna start this off i i really felt that the miami hurricanes were gonna be pretty decent this year um i didn't think they were gonna be great but i thought they they would be a hell of a lot better than they are right now miami looks god awful they're two and three on the year um it's it's not the Miami Hurricanes team that I kind of expected that would be battling for an ACC championship. And um, they still possibly could because the ACC sucks. But exactly, um, it's not the same team that I, I kind of anticipated, especially with Mario Cristobal taking over down there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I don't know, when you're talking about teams that... D- notoriously don't meet expectations Miami is I mean you start the conversation with the Miami Hurricanes seemingly every year Um, so way to pick the low-hanging fruit there on that tree Billy I also was going to go with the Miami Hurricanes since you and I are the same person I will change it up though Uh, I have a backup just in case that you and I pick the same team in every one of these categories which seems to be the case this is uh, off the cuff by the way we're doing this live reaction we had not planned this. Um, I'm going to say the Oklahoma Sooners. I know you lose Lincoln Riley. Everybody expected, you know, a, a step back. I don't think anybody expected this as big of a step back as we've seen uh, from that program to get blown out in the Red River rivalry, 48 to nothing. And, and I mean, they've looked, they've looked horrendous. Um, uh, so Oklahoma is the most. Um, team that sucks that everybody expected i won't say i don't know if they were expected to be good but certainly much better than they are all right let's flip that around team that's good that you thought would suck uh uh, i mean how can at this point how can you not say the kansas jayhawks i mean i know they i i know that they lost last weekend, but that program has been abysmal for years. And all of a sudden, they are nas- being nationally recognized. They were hosting college game day for the first time ever. Uh, yeah, how, I mean, you got to go with Kansas, in my opinion. And I actually don't have that same answer, believe it or not. All right. 
I'm going Tennessee Volunteers. I did not okay. see them having the year that they're having now. I, I didn't think they would suck so bad, but I thought they would they would not be as good as they are. Um, and I think the Tennessee has made outstanding defense. They've got a great quarterback in Hinton Hooker. Um, it's I think it's really, really strong um, what Tennessee is doing right now. And I cannot wait for the game. Uh, Knoxville this weekend against uh, Alabama. Yeah. All right, Heisman prediction. I'm going. Uh, I don't want to say this is a homer pick because it's really not. I'm going C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud has been outstanding. He has been the guy to um, this year in college football. I think he he deserves to win the Heisman. I am also going to go C.J. Stroud. I just think that's the obvious choice. Uh, um, with no other standouts. Bryce Young is not going to win it in consecutive years. Uh, and I I mean, what after C.J. Stroud, what's out there? I'm not sure. So I'm going to go see C.J. Stroud as a Billy. Hendon Hooker, baby. <laughs> uh, Hendon Hooker, yeah, I will say this. If he beats Alabama this weekend and he, like, throws five, four to five touchdowns, uh, it, he is going to be in the conversation neck and neck immediately. Right now, C.J. Stroud is by far the runaway um, leader on FanDuel for um, Heisman. Caleb Williams is second. Uh, Hendon Hooker is third. Bryce Young fourth. Dorian Thomas Robinson fifth. DJ, you 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 Let me let your resident Hawaiian say this name for you. You DJ Uelungale. He's uh, sixth. So I got you. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I think you're at this point of the season, pending Saturday's outcome, we're looking at a two-horse race. Uh, Stetson Bennett is actually up at plus four thousand. He, he's not good. All right. Uh, oh. Next one. Give me your four-team uh, CFB playoff prediction. This is tough. Um, this is actually a lot tougher than it looked like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to say Ohio State and Georgia in no particular order. Um, I am going to say USC. I'm going to put USC in there. Okay. I, Honestly, man, the the f- number four spot is a wild card at this point. I I don't know if like a TCU could maybe jump in there and get it. May I don't I don't think I think you're gonna see your your other obvious one is an SEC another SEC team that theoretically the SEC West loser. Um, I honestly think the SEC West loser is a two loss Alabama team and that would eliminate them from the playoffs. I think you could see a maybe one or two loss Tennessee, I mean a one loss Tennessee, if say they lose to Georgia and don't get a chance to play for the SEC championship, but otherwise go undefeated. I think you could very well see a one loss team from the SEC East, which would be either Georgia or Tennessee. Maybe Tennessee upsets Georgia and wins the SEC championship and Georgia goes undefeated otherwise. I think they still have a shot to get in. I think the, uh, I mean, I tell me if you see another avenue for another team to sneak in here. I don't see an ACC team with a, a hope 
um, of making the final four. So you give me yours. Mine is OSU, Georgia, USC, and Clemson. I think Clemson. Oh, okay. Okay. You, so you think an ACC team can make it? I don't see Clemson losing out. And unfortunately for us right now is the fact that when you're looking at Clemson's uh, record, or I mean, the CFB, what they've done, they don't really pick the best teams. They pick what, what they think will be. Correct. TV. So. Yep. I think Clemson's up there. Um, so Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and USC. I think that's the four that I've got. And things are going to change. This is our this is our midseason uh, predictions. So um, I cannot wait. Uh, like like Matt mentioned, this weekend's going to be probably one of the best weekends in college football because Tennessee and Alabama are playing. Uh, Oklahoma and or excuse me, um, there's two. Who is it? There's two Big Twelve teams that are top ten that are playing. Yeah, TCU and. Um... Uh, I, I'm losing it. Yes, yeah, so TCU and Oklahoma State play each other this weekend. And That's six and eight, I believe. Kentucky are playing. Um, USC and Utah are playing. These are all top twenty-five matchups. So uh, a lot and of them un, 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 unranked, but still will be a very um, volatile game. Florida and LSU play this weekend. So as far as bad blood in the SEC goes, something to watch for. Did you really just pull a uh, Taylor Swift? Maybe Taylor Swift. Bad blood. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> it's too early for Taylor Swift. But... <laughs> All right. Uh, Falcons play this Sunday um, against the 49ers. After a disappointing end to last week's game with our division rival Bucks, what are the Falcons going to do to bounce back? Uh, Marcus Mariota continues to infuriate me and delight me at the same time. While he's lost seven fumbles over the course of five games, he's also ranked in the top 32 in the NFL in terms of yards per attempt in terms of rushing. I've been saying this for weeks, and after seeing Mariota Mariota continue to throw ducks, I want to see what the kid from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, has to offer. Yeah, and what better time than now, Billy? I mean, you've... Up until this week, the argument that... The, the Falcons were at least tied for first place in the NFC South is is the only argument I can see that you don't make a change to quarterback, that you leave it status quo. But now the Buccaneers are securely in first place by themselves. Uh, you're playing a, the 49ers team that, uh, let's be honest, is uh, at least predicted to be head and shoulders better uh, than the Falcons in a game where you're the underdog and you're already behind in the division. If you're going to keep up pace, maybe now's the perfect time to make a change and just see what happens. Let the dice roll. That's the, that is the only advice I can give you my, my fellow Falcons fan, Billy. Um, because I don't think the Buccaneers are going to slow down. We have a, I don't want to say easy game. It's the NFL. We play Pittsburgh this weekend. Who's one and four. So it and with the Falcons playing the 49ers, it's it's not going to be easy for them to keep up this weekend. Um, I, no, I agree with Falcons you. Already have two two losses in the division already. Out of their yeah, three. It's, it's, yep. we're already behind them. Eight ball. Yes, and meanwhile the Bucks are two and zero in the division. And don't look now, we get Carolina without a head coach next weekend. Great. 
Uh, the running game <laughs> continues to be a strength of the Falcons, and you love to see it. I know it's it's taking a hit with Patterson on the uh, IR, but I'm sure Arthur Smith will continue to run the ball. As yeah. far as I would say it. Uh, defensively, we've got to get off the field on third downs. The Falcons are 30th out of 32 teams this year and allowing third down conversions per game at, with just over seven uh, conversions per game, which is just yeah, that, that that's not a statistic that you want to see that. That's a big one. Yeah. All right. Uh, keys to the game on Sunday. Run the ball. Run the damn ball. Uh, make make it uh, to where Marcus Mariota can't throw ducks or uh, Dude, I, I swear, every time he drops back, I, it makes me nervous. Um, you've got to bracket uh, Nick Bosa, so Mariota actually has a chance in the pocket when he does drop back. So that's yeah. something that you've got to do. Nick Bosa is an absolute wrecking ball, and he will tear up anything that you've got going on for you in the offensively. And you've also got to keep Jimmy G con- contained. Um, yeah. He's, it, as much as... You know, he's a lot of people knew he was going to be the number two uh, quarterback going into this year. Yep. He's still got wheels and he's he's pretty decent out of the pocket. So we've got to keep him contained. Yeah. Controversial opinion here, Billy. The 49ers got better when they lost Trey Lance. And I certainly don't wish injury on anybody. But right now, I understand Trey Lance is the future and that's what they want to go with. Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback. The 49ers are better today than they were with Trey Lance. I am not arguing that, my, my friend. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Yesterday in softball, Bremen beats Bowden 11-1. to um, Again, that rivalry is just unreal, and it, it continues to go back and forth. I'd love to see it. Um, Carrollton uh, loses to East Coweta 11-3. to um, The game was relatively close. Going into the late innings, and then East Coweta hit a grand slam to uh, basically finish it off, which sucks for Trojans. Trojan tournament, I think it's a double elimination tournament, and they haven't lost the second one yet. So um, we'll see where they end up in the region tournament. Uh, speaking of region um, wins, Central, our alma mater, uh, gets an 8 to nothing win over Cedartown and wins the 7-4A region title with the win. So congratulations to the Central Lady Lions who are coming off of their uh, state championship win from last year. Speaking of state championships wins, the the back-to-back state champion Heard County Braves win both games in their region to win to win the Region 4 Single A Division 1 Region Championship. So they will be the one seed going into um, the playoffs, which is awesome. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar, tonight in football, Bowden is at Christian Heritage. They begin their their region schedule uh, with Christian Heritage this week. Carrollton is at Pebblebrook, another region game for them. I want to see what Carrollton can do on the road in region. That's going to be interesting to me. Temple is at Lamar County, another region game, or this is the Temple's first region game, and they, they get a tough one in Lamar County. Lamar County is probably one of the best teams in the state. Uh, model at Harrelson County. This is where I will be tonight for the um, Friday night kickoff show presented by Dollar Heating and Air. So we will be there at Harrelson County, and I will also be calling the game along with Steve Lee since Bryce is being lazy and going on a family <laughs> vacation. <laughs> How dare he? 
Yeah, how dare you, man? Uh, Villarica is at Maze, um, and Casey Bass and Play Harden will have that on the Villarica Wildcat Network, also on Hometown Sports Media uh, tonight at 7.30. And that's it. There's only five games on the docket tonight, which is a little strange. It looks there are multiple teams um, with an open week. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow in, in softball, Bremen is facing Callaway at Villarica. Bremen is also facing Villarica at Villarica. And then Villarica has the Villarica round robin, which is what they're playing um, at the Ville tomorrow on in softball. And then on in football, number 25 ranked uh, West Georgia Wolves will head to North Greenville to face them. And uh, hopefully they come back with a win. They've They've gotten back-to-back losses that have not looked good for them. So, yeah, hopefully the Wolves uh, pick that up and, and get back uh, to their winning ways. And also Vanderbilt is at number one UGA. Yep. Name your score. Mm. 48 to 12. OK, I think 12 is a little heavy on the Vanderbilt side, but we'll we'll go with 48 to nothing. that Vanderbilt actually gave the team hell last week. I don't know. They may be a little bit of a scrappy team. They may just come, kind of come up and surprise you a little bit. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's get to the incredible pulp softer and dollar segment. Uh, Bryce is again, I've, I've messed with him. I've texted him. He's being a little bit lazy, but you know what? Here's the thing. He is six, 10 and two, and I am seven, 11. My three, and week last week has somehow tied us up. So, are tied going into this week and uh he doesn't have any locks of the week that uh he has sent me which i'm checking my phone right now he still is yet to send me anything so that's on him yeah uh, my locks of the week this week and you're gonna love this matt all right give me tennessee plus seven versus alabama okay i like it i, I think uh tennessee will at least keep it within seven. I'm not sure if they win, but I want I at least think they'll keep it close with Alabama. I think that's fair. Even if they lose, it'll be less than seven. I, I think so. Uh, my second one, give me Wisconsin uh, minus seven at Michigan State. I think Wisconsin will score at least probably 10 to 14 points more than Michigan State at Sparty. Um, especially with the new coach, they're it looked really good last week. I'm, I'm interested to see um, how bad they beat Michigan State this week. I agree. And on Sunday, you're going to love this one, too. All right, this give, one's easy. <laughs> give, give me uh, Bengals minus one and a half at the Aints. Yeah, I mean, easily. One and a half? Really? Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah they're going to they're going to win that game outright. I agree, and it's gonna be—it's not gonna be by one by one point. Correct. It's gonna be probably by a touchdown or more. Yeah, easily. All right, uh, let's get to another cup of coffee. Brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, Charlotte's Web, the world's most trusted hemp extract company, has signed a partnership with Major League Baseball. It's the official CBD of Major League Baseball. Are you surprised by this at all? A little bit, um, but. But no, um, hemp and CBD are are becoming more accepted in the corporate partnership world. Um, they're even even breaking through in NASCAR, where that would have been a completely excluded market um, in past years. So no, it was going to be somebody. Say, uh, same with all these gambling sites. Um, 
it, it, it is the sponsorship corporate partnership of the future, Billy. Okay. Uh, Prime Video has announced uh, a Coach Prime docu-series on Deion Sanders and Jackson State. I'm here for is that. Is it also going to cover his switch to Georgia Tech? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Dude, I listen, I am a diehard Georgia Bulldog. I want Deion Sanders to go to Georgia Tech so bad. I want that rivalry to mean something again. I am rooting for you, Georgia Tech fans. Figure it out. Invest the whatever money, whatever cost it is to get Deion Sanders. Um, just don't wind up with Matt Rules, the fired Carolina head Panthers head coach, because um, they could essentially hire him without paying him because of Carolina still paying him. Uh, go get Deion Sanders, Georgia Tech, and hopefully this documentary covers that. Uh, Deion back in Atlanta, that would be freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, can you? I cannot think of something more electric than that potentially oh, happening. Oh, that would be so awesome. Uh, Tom Brady may face a fine for his kicking action at Grady Jarrett after the BS uh, rough in the passer tackle that <laughs> that Grady Jarrett had last weekend. Yeah, I mean, go go for it. Fine is ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah, you know, with the divorce pending, you know, does Brady have it? <laughs> Yeah, Brady has it because his wife is going to owe him the alimony uh, because she's <laughs> she's worth millions and millions. Yeah, Brady Brady is going to get paid to be divorced uh, uh, with the you know I don't know I I'll stay out of his personal affairs uh, and as far as the fine goes I I don't know I first of all it wasn't a roughing the passer. Um, <laughs> I don't know that finding Brady for uh, a kick. I did obviously. I didn't see this happen live. I didn't see where there was a kick afterwards. Um, I think the camera may have cut away, and that I, I didn't see Brady kick Grady Jarrett. Certainly, if he did, uh, yeah, find find him. That's him. Yeah. Well, I know Brady doesn't. I don't know. I if he, if he did, I didn't see that. They talked about it on the broadcast too. Okay, uh, yeah. So I obviously I was at the race in Charlotte. For anybody who doesn't know that, doesn't listen to track talk, uh, I I did not see this game live. Um, I do know that that was not a roughing the passer. That was a sack. Even as a lifelong Buccaneers fan, I can admit that and hold my head uh, high. Um, yeah, if he kicked a Grady Jarrett, fine him. That's that's pretty disrespectful and uncalled for. All right, and today in 2003, fan Steve Bartman deflects the ball away from Chicago Cubs outfielder Moises Alou. Cubs give up eight runs in the inning and lose to the Marlins 8-3, to and Bartman incident is seen as the turning point in the series. Poor Steve Bartman. Good old Steve Bartman. Did they, I guess the Cubs, there was a 30 for 30 documentary about that. The Cubs did right by that guy. By They've, they've reconciled today, have they not? I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was, I mean, you, you, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, Steve Bartman um, grabbed a foul ball that would have been an out for the Cubs. Uh, and, and just heat of the moment, it's excitement. Uh, he was, he was all happy until he realized that uh, the, uh, that was not a smart idea. And the Cubs, it cost the Cubs dearly. I don't think it's the turning point in that series. I know it's recognized as that, but there's still a baseball game. The, the athletes have to do the work. 
Steve Barman made a mistake. He hurt the Cubs in one play, but the Cubs still lost that series. Um, but I think all's right in the world now. Uh, the curse has been lifted. The Cubs have been, won a World Series, and uh, hopefully Steve Bartman can show his face in public, which he could not do for a while. Awesome. All right, uh, Maddie, you got anything else, buddy? Yeah, I do. I've got one more cup of coffee for you, and I'm surprised that you aren't the one who gave it to me. Go for it. All right, today, Billy, today is the 30th anniversary, and I know this because I'm 30. I didn't have to do math for that one. <laughs> today, October 14th, 1992, is the day that Sid slid. Hey. The Atlanta Braves defeat the Pittsburgh Pirates in game seven of the NLCS to move on to the World Series, which they would lose, but we don't have to talk about that. Today's the day that Sid slid, Billy. Hey, you know, and the funny thing, funny thing about that is I, re I distinctly remember watching that game. What's funny to me is who is in left field. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was in left field. Barry Bonds is the one who threw to home plate. The, and the, and the, could not throw out yep, the noodle. He threw, <laughs> he threw a, a lobber to home plate and couldn't throw out a white guy with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's always funny to me about the Sid slide, man, is the fact that Barry Bonds couldn't throw out Sid, Sid Bream. Yeah. Billy, how old were you in 1992? Uh, in October of 92, I was six. Okay, so you you probably do vividly remember this game. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I, I good thing is, and this is worth thirty years beyond this. So you know the um, what's it called? Uh, or uh, beyond me getting prosecuted for this, but uh, we had a buddy of ours. Statute of limitations yeah, is the word you, you're looking. You. Thank yes. you. Yeah, statute of limitations. Um, a buddy of ours, uh, basically, when the Braves went to the World Series in 91, jumped up onto a um, TV pole in front of our house and hooked up cable. <laughs> nice. I had cable for like 30 years at that house. Um, Including, so I, I had it in 91 and then in 92, of course, too. So, uh, yeah, I was w definitely watching that game. All right. I, as previously stated, I was 10 months old in during this game. I, I don't remember it. Uh, I think I do have, I think my earliest memories of the Braves are in Hawaii, though. So I would have been less than three uh, watching the Braves on TBS with my dad. I distinctly remember our living room and a blue couch. Uh, and so, yeah, so my earliest memories of life are, are with my dad and watching the Braves. Uh, and unfortunately it would have been just a tick after me being 10 months old. Right. All right. Uh, Matt, we appreciate you coming on and helping us. Uh, we're going to have to call you back, uh, and do this again, uh, next Friday because Bryce apparently yeah. is going to be out next Friday too. Yeah. Anytime, man. Um, you can let Bryce know, uh, I heard the podcast yesterday and I am indeed awake at this time. In fact, I am pulling into the parking lot of Stuart Haas racing right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I I'm available during this time. All right. Uh, for Matt Ridgeway, and I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, uh, tonight, uh, the Friday Night Kickoff Show will be at Harrelson County High School. And then uh, I'll be calling the game as well afterwards.
For a vacationing Bryce Farling for Matt Ridgeway, I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you all on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!